The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Yeah, yeah. Call world. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. G&T. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Shall we do geek news? Black and brown perspective. Nerd culture. Tech news. God damn. Can't do anything. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Uh, The geek is on super low today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by my man, Achilles Shine. Achilles Shine. Yes, sir, man. In the building. In the building. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. Interesting week, man. All around. A little saddened by the Lamar news. Um, the, the the news that happened, not the news that he's. Cause I heard he's gonna pull through. I'm just saying in, in general. General, yeah, yes. in general. Uh, I just well, I got something to side note on that. Alexis, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you guys? And um, I'm also sad about Lamar Odom. because yeah. I was reading all about that this past couple days. So I saw Lamar in a, at a liquor store in a liquor store parking lot one time. What? No way. No, I did. Like in Van Nuys or Sherman Oaks. That's like, awesome. And uh, well, it wasn't awesome because. Well, was, was he like, doing something terrible? No, he just looked like, I mean, you know, he had, he had a nice sweatsuit on and some nice you know, shoes and everything on, but it was like, it just didn't look right. I'm like, why oh, is this? No. He's like all in the alley. It just didn't look like coming out of some apartment. It was just not right. Oh, and that was, uh, that wasn't too long ago, but it felt like well, this doesn't look like. Well, yeah, I've, I've met Lamar a few times. Yeah. Um, he's a very, very nice guy. Super nice guy. Um, funny. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think you you are your decisions. Yeah, so, but I agree. It's, well, it's sad though. It's also I mean it's addiction too. Like it's, it's the, the, the the scourge of addiction. You know what I mean? Like it, that's a decision. It, you, think, you think addiction is a decision? You have to start from somewhere. Well, okay, that's true. I mean, like so you, what you're saying if you're predisposed if you pre like it's if you're if you know you're pre uh, disposed to an addictive personality or predisposed to addiction, don't go down that road because it's a road you can't come down. I mean. Or are, he, you, are you saying? Are you, are you, are you, I'm, I'm saying that you know everyone has a choice in life, and yeah, I mean you have some things genetically that you have no control over, right. but you have control over your decisions. That's very true. That is true. Uh, but I'm not. That I mean, true. that's my my boy, my brother. Like, I, no, I no, feel no, for I know. Him, no, so no, I'm not I, saying I, it like no, that. I, I'm not getting into this. I mean, that's that's. that's it's, I'm just trying to wrap my head around that take, which I do, which I think I, which I do agree with mostly, but I'm also not discounting like. I mean the scourge of like chem- the chem- what happens chemically in your brain with addiction. Is in that that's the battle. Of course, you know in theory you want it, you want to make the right decision, but you can't. That's that's hence the hence the addiction, you know. But it's also like. But I think that, I think there's a, it's a precursor to what happens chemically, at, at least when we're talking about uh, substance abuse. Sure. I mean, maybe, you have to maybe make the choice to exactly to to do whatever you got to do. Exactly. Maybe other things you have no choice over. Yeah. But with that you do. Yeah. Like the first time you took a sip or took a, a sniff. Or smoke, right. but that's a choice. Right. So, but whatever. 
Tech news. <laughs> tech news. We, 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 got, we got deep in there. We, we're the wrong show. I don't, I don't know what show is supposed like, to be. what show are we <laughs> <laughs> I think I walked into something totally no, different. I, I, no, I, I like it, though. I, I like it. I to talk about movies and stuff, but Whoa. you know what? That's fine. I get it. Whatever. Well, we can get, we get into to what we do. What we do is talk about tech and, and, and nerd culture and everything else. And I think that this first story is really uh, sort of does a mashup of, of both the things we love, which is pop culture, nerd culture, and tech news and technology. Um, so Toyota, and also sort of ad, cool ad, ad campaigns, Toyota is reuniting Doc Brown and Marty McFly in a pretty big campaign they're rolling out uh, for their new hydrogen fuel cell car. Now, there's a lot of things intersecting here. Obviously, it's the, the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future um, that the, the franchise is coming up, so there's been a lot of press around I'm that. So excited! Which is all, which is cool. So they're 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 out and about. Uh, by they, I mean you know Bob Zemeckis and uh, Michael J. Fox and uh, and Christopher Lloyd. Uh, but Toyota also just so happens has this new hydrogen hydrogen fuel cell car, which kind of shares the technology that Doc Brown's DeLorean did in Back to the Future Two. Um, with it, it was called the uh, hydrogen fuel car. Mr. Fusion. Was, yeah, the fusion. Was, yeah, well, on top of the the one in the, in the DeLorean. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a uh, food processor. Mr. Fusion. Disposal. Yeah, and he would put stuff in yeah. there, and it would make it. So turning garbage into energy. Well, Toyota has something similar, right? The the Miara. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's 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 a, it's a variation of hydrogen fuel technology where it turns um, a lot of things, not necessarily banana peels and trash, into into hydrogen, but but it does in a, in a long, longer way sort of convert these things into fuel. Yeah. Um, I think this is a cool story. I mean, for me, when Back to the Future came out, like I was in, in the, the the center of my childhood. So that though, that franchise, those yeah. movies were just amazing to me. I love them to this day. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's very nostalgic for me. Yeah. And, like, I mean, to see the other different marketing pushes with the whole Pepsi thing, with the Nikes, yeah. and now with the car, I Pepsi think it's cool. Perfect. And, like, just the timing of it all, I think it was pretty cool that, you know, the te- technology... I mean, we're not having, we don't have flying cars, but the technology that they're launching in this new Toyota is is like coming out right when in the movie they said yeah. October fifteenth, twenty fifteen. Right. That's pretty amazing. Like just how the alignment of those stars happen. So not only that, I mean, there's a lot of weird things that are happening. You know, in in, in this year in the anniversary of, you know, the thirtieth anniversary. I don't know. It's like talk about sort of cosmic synergy pr- promotion of this movie like there's a there's a little so we know about this thing which is cool uh lexus has that weird hoverboard i don't know if you've seen that hoverboard that they've created like yeah. actually works yeah um that is a you know basically a floating skateboard that that's that's weird and that's kind of been for this year 2015 yeah. um there's also a, a more obscure one but for sports fans if you look at a USA Today that Marty McFly was holding up and it's like, youth jailed, whatever. In the corner is a joke. It said, Cubs win, sweep the World Series in five uh, in 2015. Now, that's a joke because the Cubs have never won the World Series. Of course. And the joke, the joke was back in 1989 that this would be the year that they would do it in 2015, which right. was a joke back then. And ironically, they still haven't won, but right now, yeah. they're, they're they're one series away from the World Series. They're contenders. So if, that would be something if the Cubs actually won the World that Series. That would be yeah. nuts. That would be nuts. So, lose, so, I think people would lose their minds. So between the hydrogen car, the the, the, float, the floating uh, skateboard, and... I mean, there's a lot of other technologies in those movies, or at least in Back the, to the Future the 3D, too. 3D. I mean, they have the holo- holographic hologram. stuff, yeah. all that. Um, I mean, even the to some extent how you prepare your food. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the rehydrator, exactly. The Black and Decker rehydrator. Exactly. <laughs> the pizza's like this size. Yeah. You put it in, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this is a lot of good stuff. The only thing they didn't get right is uh, that, that the, the the primary form of communication, and there was faxes. Right, <laughs> like the idea of like you'd have these faxes in your house that that, that would just instantly give you messages. They, that, that, that we have texts and we have smartphones. They did have FaceTime in there. They had FaceTime. They had FaceTime, yeah. yeah. So they, they they had some things right, man. I don't know, but more importantly, I think this is, this is. Uh, but the car, I just want to get back to because it's, it's an intersection of all these things. What do you think of the car? The Toyota car. I mean, from what you know about it. From what I know it, about it, I think it'll it'll be cool, um, especially here in California, which is more of a, a environmentally conscious state. Do you have? I'm sorry, not to interrupt, but do you, do you have a to, to to add to your answer? Do you have a take on electric electric cars versus hydrogen cell cars, or or do you? Um, I, my take is that um, even with electrical cars, there is still some type of uh, emission that is toxic to the environment, and I would presume that there's still some with hydrogen it's not 100 percent clean but it's way cleaner than fossil fuel yeah. burning fossil fuels and just going with the, the same you know oil oil gasoline um, technology so i feel that yeah a, a cleaner version um is, is appropriate so i feel like either either electric or hydrogen I, I, i'd be more for it than burning fossil fuels yeah so cool all right well but to answer your question i think it's cool the infrastructure that's being built in place because of California, that they have a lot of hydrogen fueling stations, and we'll see about a thousand cars released here Oof. in in the course of the, of the upcoming couple of years, and yep. they'll be going to, I believe, Japan, and um, the northeastern part of the country. So, right. yeah, as as we uh, progress, we'll see more and more of, of these cars on the road. Right. So. Well, speaking of the future being here, um, there is a new camera that can actually see under your skin. If you, it's, it's called the Hypercam. It uses something called hyperspectral imaging. Hey, baby, let me take a photo of you real yeah. quick. <laughs> How's it look? Yeah. Looks good, baby, <laughs> looks good. Ew. Ew. So good. Uh, let me see, nah, nah, nah. Let me, <laughs> let me touch it up. Yeah, let, let me touch, touch it up. up. <laughs> let me touch it up first. I don't know what to do with you two right now. <laughs> I'm so retarded. But, uh, but yeah, no. This is actually interesting. <laughs> this is this is interesting, and this is a, a hyper hyperspectral technology. Basically, it allows. I mean, the the, the the system is very complicated. It involves like you know, uh, sort of multi different types of 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 uh, of images being of taken and in different ways scanned at a high speed. But the end result is being able to see things like veins like you can see like you know blood moving through veins and right. and you can see uh obviously the obvious thing is you know skin cancer and other stuff that, that are on you and i this is quite amazing right totally amazing and you i mean you got to think that you know our our biology um is is locked to a point where we can't see all the the different wavelengths of light of light so you talk about infrared light or different forms of light that are all around us and in the universe um, we can't see so right. but technology can and so what this technology is doing is is using infrared technology infrared light um, incorporating that into the sensor of the camera and getting all those different wavelengths and taking individual photos of each wavelength and then combining those photos so that you can see all the details underneath your skin. Right. And that's what that's what uh, NASA and scientists do in space when they try to look for new planets. They look at the different way, um, different how light is 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 shooting out from a star and they're able to put all those different wavelengths together to see if there's a planet in front of the, in front of a star. And that's right. how they're able to detect different planets 
in far galaxies. So it's using amazing. that same technology now in your smartphone. Right. What's even more, I was going to say, that's going to say, that's the next step because the next step will be trying to sort of shrink this down to something you can use in your smartphone, which would be crazy. Right now, it's not quite scalable. I mean, it's a pretty, it's not a huge camera, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a camera about the size of these, you know, a, a normal lens camera you would have. Um, it also has a big light that goes on it. That's, that's about the size of a normal camera light you would have. So <laughs> being able to take that to, but that obviously we've done, We've done wonders with cameras in the, in the last hundred years, so I would imagine, Man, we have. you know, expo exponentially, we'll be able to shrink that thing down to your watch, you know, at some point. Man. So um, I don't know. I mean, Lexi, have any takes on this? Do you, do you, do you, have you no, seen this technology? It's going to be really good for you know. I think the one thing that stands out to me is uh, skin cancer. We'll yeah, we'll have a whole different spectrum to work on, and I think it's going to be great, and we can catch it early, and dermatologists can get a better sense of things it's just going to be really good to use yeah and, and, and also just small things you have a chest pain you can sort of like see if there's yeah. some sort of like mm -hmm. i mean you know not now i don't know if we can point you see like micro arteries but you can but see if there's close. a blockage or what's happening a little bit you could see if there's a weird mole you can check this mole out you can see it, what it's looking like i mean obviously we, we're not we're not all doctors we can't diagnose but the see, tools you know, sounds broken yeah furthermore i mean i i feel this technology will be um utilized in the security industry I mean, we, yeah. we look at the smartphone now, you have to use your, your, your fingerprint to unlock or lock your phone or to, to, to utilize a credit card. But now you'll be able to use your, your a picture of your, of your hand or yeah. your arm or your, your iris the, or whatever. The so, scan, all exactly. that stuff so. you'll be able to look at. I mean, it'll be, again, we're, we're inching closer and closer to the other predictor movie, which is uh, Minority Report, where right. you know, you're you walking through and, everyone's, and you're able to scan and recognize you yeah. um, through um, your retinal piece i wonder if this some people call those eyes by the way i wonder if this <laughs> technology is similar to what what i should research that when you go through an airport how they're able to detect if you have certain things on your body or in yeah, your body I like, wonder about the, yeah they, so. they, they would detect what that little that little scanner they have right also the weird they when they wipe you down with the thing and they put they test that in the right. machine right and it comes out like nope no bomb no you're not no bombs on you right. so. um but uh Speaking of bombs, throwing the bomb oh, no. is something that you do in football. Nice transition. It's the worst bro. segue ever. <laughs> Man, that was really that was really nerdy. That was really was nerdy. nerdy. <laughs> throwing the bomb. You know what's the bomb? <laughs> DraftKings. That's my 1990s promo read. <laughs> Speaking of the bomb, <laughs> I'm Arsenio Hall now. Uh, no, but DraftKings is something we've been talking about for a long time here, and, and, and we, as we talked about, we're all fantasy football people. We love fantasy football. Uh, you know, DraftKings is something that we still love. Uh, it's the idea of taking uh, your entire season-long fantasy football that, that people we all play, that I play as well, and then doing it on a week-to-week -week basis. So you don't have to wait a whole week to get your money. You don't have to wait a whole week to 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 play fantasy. With DraftKings, you can do it every single week. And not only that, uh, it's easy to do. It's easy to pick your team. You can you can pick whoever you want, whenever you want. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry about people being taken. But not only that, you win money, real cash. You have a millionaire every single week, a brand new millionaire every week. Uh, so it's 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 it's, it's fantastic. If you love football, if you love fantasy football, like it can turn your your love of football into a life changing payday. You should check it out anytime. Um, this is this is what it's about. If you want to do it yourself, you can go to DraftKings.com. Use the promo code Geek. Um, that's the promo code Geek, like me, um, and play. F um, and you can play for free, and you can get a shot at a million dollars in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Boom! Into the promo code Geek uh, for free entry at DraftKings.com. Uh, that's DraftKings.com promo code Gizneek. 
There it is. That's his geek. Uh, okay. So, uh, in other news, I want to talk about the Apple. Apple. Done, this is like not really news to anyone but me because I like this. I like this. But Apple is in a uh, iWork update for the 3D Touch. Yeah. Uh, I love all the iWork stuff. You know, uh, I do like you know, um, 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 pages, numbers, and numbers, keynote, and keynote especially. But what I really <laughs> think this is interesting is for keynote on the iPad Touch, just the idea of being able to. You know, utilize that technology to be able to do better presentations and create better pre- presentations on totally. Keynote is kind of a game changer. Totally. I think. Um, I wouldn't say game changer. That's kind of it's kind of strong, but I would say um, change the gamer. I would say definitely we need to have that. Like, You're right? I don't think the technology is so awestruck. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is in the in my smartphone now. Right. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's very God. useful. It's very useful. It's very useful. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I just want to mention that. That's just something else that I saw like in, in, in my ever uh, my, my, my long quest to be able to make Apple more money to talk about, about <laughs> Apple products and what they're doing. Can't go a show uh, without I, talking I about Apple. Can't go a show without talking about what else, what Apple's doing to take my money. Um, anyway, uh, what is interesting is uh, there's there's a something called Cinemedia, which is uh, they do uh, the NCM first look. If you go to a movie theater and you watch movies before um, before that, why, why are you waiting for the movie to start? The pre-show. The pre-show. Yeah. Uh, this company that that called Cinemedia that puts on this thing called First Look. Sometimes they have trailers, they have news, they have events, they have advertising. It's a uh, it's a really giant business, um, and we're in a political season now. Yes, we are. And the four billion dollar industry of political ads Whew. is is out there. It's four billion dollars worth of money for all these media platforms to get their hands on for yeah. all these for all these people who want to um, be involved in that. But Cinemedia says no. They don't want to be involved in but that. They say no. They're saying no, which I think is very interesting for a couple of reasons. Um, I mean, th- that they're saying no to lose out on that money. Now, their, their, their official PR um, reason for this is something something that goes like, the movie theater is a place for happiness. We don't want negativity in there. We don't want negative ads coming in and, and you know and, and ruining the movie theater experience. So we're going to keep that out of our ticket. Sort of taking the high road here, mm-hmm. when in fact, I you know I think it's it's it, what it is about. They don't want to. Nothing's more polarizing than politics. No one wants to sit in a crowded movie theater. All the violence in the movie theater have have a crowded movie theater and have someone have a Republican ad go up, have some Democrats start wilding out, have a Trump ad go up, or have a you know, uh, or have a um, Hillary had go up, and then some rednecks start wilding out. I think it's like they're trying to sort of tamper down on any possible um, any possible agitation within the movie theater. That's my take. But what do you think about all this? I mean, I, I, why else would they not get that money? I feel I feel two things. One, I think it's a good stance for a company to take because they're thinking of it in those terms. What is the moral thing to do? What's the right thing to do? Right. And a lot of the the ads that will be a part of that four billion dollar, you know, profit share are very um, negative. negative and yeah. very demeaning, sometimes disrespectful, and and yeah, it could cause uh, confrontation. So, do you like Achilles shot as a host? <laughs> so I think for that, like, it's a good stance for a company to take. Yeah. However, I don't think that they should be completely devoid of anything politically political. I think if anything, they should be promoting maybe. They should they should promote voting or they should promote right. things that are neutral or things that uh, are shared. So I don't point. think they should completely draw themselves out of the arena of politics. I think they should just have a voice in a, in a certain a singular way. Maybe that's so. a that's a great point. I think the problem with that is in the in the, in the era whoa in the era of super PACs and in the, in the era of like 
uh, all this money coming into campaigns. You never know. Even the even the most innocuous thing like go vote is funded by someone. And so when you get into the point where you, it's really about who's funding this, right. you know. But no one's asking that in the movie theater. Well, I know, but 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 uh, cin- cin- the the uh, uh, cinema, what's some of they called Cinemedia is because it, it's, it's 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 a slippery slope if you say I accept your money from this side, the, this super PAC who's who supports Republicans, but I can't accept, accept your money from these Democrats. But it but it goes against their argument that they don't want to, to create a polarizing environment for their for their for their consumers. Like if it's something that everyone can share because it's part of being American, right? Like what's why, why does it matter? I don't know, but I, well that that's that's a good theory. But first of all, I don't buy that argument. This is my other question to you. I don't buy their I don't buy their uh, they're like we just want a positive experience for our moviegoers like that's why we're gonna say no to our share in this four billion dollars that is bull I don't so believe that what's, for your, one what's your theory then what's your take well I told you my, my take is they're, it's more of a violence thing uh, they don't want to incite people in the theater to have more movie theater violence which means losing money because people won't go to the movie exactly right. like they don't, they, they don't want to have a situation where in before movies they're showing political ads before the movie starts fights break out Someone's like "f you, Trump," and then someone's back like "f you," and then like, and then it's a fight. Like that's the whole thing. Or Hillary comes up, "Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton." Then we're like, "Boo! That she's a B. You're a B." Like, and then it's like, you know, then people are fighting. That's what they don't want, and that that yeah. that, that that makes a lot of sense. But I just wish they would just say that as opposed to like, the movie theater is an environment of I don't know. Hey, well. To each, their, to each their own. Right. If they, if I mean, I, again, I, I, I like when companies, even if it's a, a smoke and mirrors, I still like when companies attempt to display themselves as morally or ethically principled. So sure. I Fair think enough. I think it's good that they can say vocally or outwardly that they we're trying to do the right thing. Alexis, good. do you think this is a, a do you think politics is a place for your movie theater? Do you want to watch before you're watching uh, I mean, Twilight, whatever it is you watch? You wow, mean, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't watch that kind of. I'm sorry, my bad. That, that you just that you just spat it out to me. How dare you? Um, but no, I feel like you know it's it's just it's just another way to advertise, and they're they're already throwing a bunch of other stuff that people aren't really paying attention to up there. But um, I do agree with you that I feel like um, it could start problems, but at the same time, it's you know they're just trying to get it out there. So. Right. You know, I, I'm gonna be Switzerland in this one. I can't. I'll, I'll be in the middle. Okay. Well, fair enough. Switzerland, it is. Uh, so moving on, Apple has this new. Yes, go Oof, ahead. Never mind. No, go I, ahead. Was gonna, I was gonna say another point. They're interested in not being political, but I'm sure they're political when it comes to housing um, films that are produced or starring African American people. Yeah. Like I'm sure all their movie locations don't have. Uh, I don't know, Fruitville Station when it came out. Hell no. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting to me. Right. I mean, you know, but they're not about, they're about the, this is my whole point. So, Mark's about the money. It's when they say no to the money, it's, you know, I don't know. Right, whatever. Some, something else going on there. I agree. Uh, all right. So, moving forward, uh, Apple, what? Apple's in the news again? No. A- <laughs> Apple, Apple uh, has, has this new research kit that, uh, this I see. This is this is what I like, the, and this is another story that I like. So, there's a sort of a research kit, which is a sort of a development kit that is that may help detect autism, melanoma, and epilepsy. And then, like, so people talk a lot about the apps, the app development program, and how these people are developing the apps and making money off all, all these apps to play games and to do other things. But 
there's so many uses for these apps in the medical field and, and the, 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 the technology in the iPhone lends itself to be able to use for you to use it for, for researchers and doctors to apply what their tools and use the, uh, use the Apple technology to be able to help them do their job. And this is, this, this is one of the cases where there is sort of an auto, an autism test where it can take a picture of your face and sort of, and really detect sort of micro expressions and everything else. It's finding out if you maybe have it or if you're maybe going to have a stroke or if there's some melanoma going on, not unlike what we just talked about with the camera, right? We're getting closer and closer to Star Trek where we have the, 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 the full scanners, the body tricorder. Scanners. Yeah. yeah. And just be able to like, look beep, 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 like right. bones. Let me see. Beep, right. beep, 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 beep. He's a Klingon. That's, that's, that's my ass. <laughs> I was gonna hit you with a one. Yeah, I'm not, I'm that's, not. My ref, that's my that's uh, my Doctor uh, Doctor McCoy <laughs> reference from the 1967 Star Trek. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I think um, this is why I love this. Why we both love technology is that when it's used for purposes like this, where you use a, a community of, of experts and um, scientists and intellectuals and philosophers to essentially help propel humanity or or help. Uh, Solve solve the riddle to a lot of these diseases. So I think, yeah, like for for the application of, of of technology in those spaces, I think it's great. And like this open source type of um, community, I like how they built that into the to the research of that of that app. So it's dope. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, I want to move on. That I think that's I think it's just another cool story. And then as soon as soon as we we add the spectral cam yeah. to those applications, who knows what's possible? Absolutely. Um, Apple's in trouble again legally. Like you know, this is more Apple stories. All this is all geek nerd Apple. We're going to call this from now on. Uh, Apple is in trouble. Um, Four hundred million dollars. University of Wisconsin, I believe. Yeah, Wisconsin Madison is saying that the technology or the stuff that led into the improvement of the A seven, A eight, and A eight AX chips uh, found in the iPhones came from. The development program out of Madison, Wisconsin, and like that, Apple essentially just stole that and ran with it, and they want their money. And Apple and a judge found out that that's true. Hmm. They did. They did. They did do that, and they want Apple to pay. The, the ironic thing about the the judge says that Apple should pay eight hundred sixty-two million dollars, which is like a drop in a bucket for Apple, but is oddly, <laughs> University of Madison, Wisconsin, only wanted four hundred million. And even more oddly, Apple's like, we ain't paying that. So I don't I don't understand Apple's strategy here for not just paying people off. I don't know why they fight Samsung, all those other all those other folks. I mean they probably, I don't... they probably fight because I mean the, the legal fees number one are gonna be super high and, and Apple has the like you said, the backing to, to pay for anything. Does the University of Wisconsin have the backing to pay for those legal fees? That right. that might take a course of five years, seven right. years? Yeah. I litigation mean, of that or just go fight so, so it's know? a strategy it's maybe it is like because because it's like if the judge says pay 800 million but wisconsin's like hey man we only want 400 million and apple's like hell nah i'm so get, yeah yeah you know? i'll see you in court yeah exactly so, so get your lawyer get your money up wow that's, who knows <clears throat> especially when you know i don't know they, they and we're talking about 1.5 billion plus processors or more that they've i don't know it just seems this is one of these weird things that I don't, you know, I guess there's, there's certain business calculations that you make when you're running a, you know, a multi giant multinational, you know, company, but uh, multi-billion dollar multinational company. But I, you know, it just seems petty to me, but what do I know? Hey man, I, I'm sure lawsuits are, are, are nothing new to Apple. Yeah. So that's why the only thing I'm running is my mouth. 
unsuccessfully, <laughs> by the way. And I may, and I may still get sued. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. Wah, wah. Uh, so Apple CarPlay and Andro, Android Auto uh, are, you know, you may not have to wait until you get a brand new car, brand new whip in 2015 or 16 wow. in order to have it. All right. If you want it right now, there's all these third-party folks. You can go down to, to Circuit City. Yes. <laughs> go down to uh, to the good guys. Right. Or right. Circuit City. And, That's uh, <laughs> uh No, but you can, go down to, you can go down to Best Buy or anywhere else and, and get uh, a car radio installed that has Apple Play and all these other things. That's kind of the cool thing now. All these third-party folks are putting that in there, so you can take out your tape deck, or you can have. It says right here you can have you can have a CD player, a tape deck, and an Apple Play in, tape in your deck. Whip. It's, I'm reading it right here. Tape deck. My poor sedan that. has the same old basic CD player tape deck for a dozen years, Lord but it felt brand new when I got the Apple Play. Hey man, that's true. Well, I, I think it's cool for the for the person that might have an older vehicle. Yeah. yeah, they they don't have to you know buy have to you know, invest their money into buying a new vehicle to have the new technology. So yeah, I mean if they want to invest the three hundred or however much it costs to install that, hey, that's great. Yeah, it's cool. All right, cool. Uh, I, I, uh, Alexis, would you uh, would you put this? Nope. In your uh, nope. I mean, you already drive. Nope. A, you already drive a luxury car already. Nope. So you're yes, my this. 2012 Honda Civic. <laughs> my God. <laughs> luxury. So luxurious. <laughs> luxurious. All right. Uh, this is this next story is um, something I mentioned. It's just we can almost skip. I was going to touch on that. It's about the idea of these tech players are building more platforms for creatives, and I think that the the new to now is a lot of developers are developing um, a lot of apps and and large. Not not only we we, we know about like a lot of these pr- productivity software situations. Um, which are which are well used that people use like Basecamp and others, but there are a lot more that are coming that are becoming apps for to help sort of creative people create creative things, and uh, it's a big business for this stuff because we live in a world of the of of the where the innovator and the entrepreneur is the hero, especially in the tech world, and I think this is a cool cool trend. Yeah, I mean definitely cool. I mean I, I think it's 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 asking the question, um, how can we make things more seamless? How can we make collaboration? A little easier how can we be more efficient what are some design things that we can do to you know make the whole landscape better for yeah. all creatives and like I mean in the field of production which we both are in like you're dealing with you're dealing with a, a whole team of creatives so yep. and, 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 uh, and other and people people that speak a certain language so you want to be able to have a, some shareability with the assets that you're working on and, and how you um, assess those assets and how you build upon those so I think having a portal a platform where you can do that seamlessly is perfect and we're starting to see that with dropbox and hightail um but we'll, yeah we'll see what happens in the future like how seamless that is yeah but, yeah. yeah we'll see uh i just want to touch on that because I, I liked it uh next so let's quick story really quickly is about uh twitter and their direct response advertising they're saying that this is, is this is really sort of working well this idea of like promoted tweets uh, and getting ad- advertisers to be able to, to directly interact with uh, people and followers. And yeah. it's just like the, the whole thing with advertising in general is about engagement, and you don't get better engagement than directly uh, you know, getting to someone through Twitter, directly touching them uh, through however through whatever means they're using their, their smartphone or their computers. Thanks. Um, gotcha, Lexi. Uh, but, like, for you, is this how invasive is this for you? For you, when you when you get the promoted, uh, you know, Instagram in the middle of your feed, you get the promoted tweet in the middle of your feed, or like, 
or, or through Snapchat, you're you know, watching your story, you're getting somebody get promoted, something in that. Uh, is that does that bother you? Um, it, it it would bother me if it was an increased uh, if it was if it if it was a lot of that happening, right? Um, or if it was stuff that I have completely no interest in, then it would bother me. But if it's something that I might I might have some type of investment in, um, right. I don't mind it. Because I might want to have you know that recommendation to be able to expand my knowledge on something, product based or information based. So, like I think it's smart for uh, obviously the the company that wants to be able to get those analytics of in terms of like who is responding to those promoted tweets, the dem what demographics they're, they're from, they are, and um, yeah, if, if that is if that is actually. Um, being transformed into a sale or a sign up or some type of uh, utilization of the product. So I, I think from that from that side, like it's great from the consumer side of the person that's casually on Twitter. Like it could be a, nu a nuisance. Right. What's your take? Uh, I mean, I just I, I, I understand from the I, I like the technology from a marketer standpoint. And I like the idea of being able to do that. I think it's just up to the up to the brands and up to the marketers to be able to do figure out how to do it in creative ways rather than just slamming stuff on the feed. I think it's right. the problem I have with it is just the invasiveness. I only feel like it's invasive to me when, like, like you said, it's not about what what I want to if I care about it or not. It's just about like the the how seamless integration is and if it's like interesting. If it's if something interesting pops up on my YouTube uh, feed or if it pops up in you know uh, my or my my something auto plays in YouTube or something comes up on my Twitter feed and it's interesting, I, I may want to click or I may want to be involved. Or I'm going to watch. If it's just like that an ad, you know, someone mopping the floor like Johnny doesn't like spills and it's like feels very addy. Yeah. I don't want to want I don't want any parts of it. So no, I feel it. Thing. Hey, but I, I do like what Twitter's doing. I think they're making some strong moves. We always talk about on the show how they're going to monetize Twitter. Right. How they're going to be profitable. I think they're doing some 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 pretty interesting things with their with their platform right. i think that will render them success although they've kind of axed a lot of uh, employees in the last week right. but we'll see what happens in the future we are we will uh last but not least well um, go ahead go no go, i was Lex. gonna say before we go into pop culture since this is a tech question yes um we have someone in the chat his name is skins bison 1906 what up skins uh he had two questions for for the two of you uh, the one, uh, the first question is: Are there any tech platforms or apps by Black designers that the, that you guys can speak on? Well, uh, at the top top of my head, I, there's two actually. Yeah. There's, there's there's two. We've had these guys, these brothers on here. One's called You Know. It's a shopping. Check out You Know You Know dot co. Uh, it's on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our boy Andre. He, he's uh, it is a shopping app which allows you to shop and buy things and and, and earn money with the things you buy and, and through who, who through the people you refer. So, um, so yeah, using using social currency. Right. So using your influence to build social currency. So if you know a lot of people and you recommend products. They sign up and they buy it, then and then you get rewarded for that. Versus, right. you know, you buy something and recommend something to someone, and you get no reward. So it's it's a great business business platform for that because you're able to shop all the hot products and then make money off of it. Um, and the other one is Listener, and I don't remember it, it's, it's Listener with no vowels, and that is also an app that sort of like uses it's it, it really talks Bluetooth technology, Bluetooth technology to um, essentially send information. Um, Send sound information, like so. If you're listening, if you're listening to a song and you want information about that artist, listener will be able to send that to you via Bluetooth technology to the app. So if you're listening to a Jay Z song, you want to know maybe you want you want to see the lyrics or you want to know when he recorded the song. Or you want to see what other writers are on the song. Listener is an app that will provide that information for to, to you via Bluetooth. 
Yes. That's super cool. Um, the last question is, which um, I've actually done, um, is uh, can you go a week without using your cell phone? No. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I'll be like, no. I could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's from the Washington, D.C. area, and he just wanted to ask a couple questions. For I, you guys. I could. And, and to be honest, I think it would be healthy for us all to at least try because yeah. I think we're so attached to our to our, our devices and technologies, so infused in our lives that it's, almost, it's very distracting. Cool. And like, I think to have kind of like a, a, a fast from it, just like you would fast for, for food or to, to cleanse your digestive system or get, or get you know, the mental fog out. It's the same thing with, the, with your devices, I think. Like to be able to like go within yourself. We're so outwardly focused to go inwardly focused. And you're saying no? No? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. No. I, no, what we do um, now in my apartment with all of my friends and things like that, we have a little phone bucket. So if, if I cook dinner or if someone else cooks dinner, we're all going to eat together. We put our phones in this like basket and then we leave it there while we're eating. And it's only when we're eating is when we use that um, type of thing. Or if like there's a party and maybe we don't want to use our phones, we want to play like a card game or a board game. We usually put our phones in the phone basket. So. I think for me, it's hard. It's hard for me to go without technology in that sense, because I worry about missing. Like, I worry about an emergency more. Like, I, it's like I have kids. Yeah, that's true. I have kids, so I get like the, when I'm out of touch, I start, my anxiety starts ramping up. Like something's happening. I'm missing it. Something, something either business wise or family wise. I start getting anxiety about what could be happening to in business or to my family that I'm missing, and it just it just fills me full of anxiety. So if I can set something in place where I can check in and just get a check in, like okay, everybody's okay and business is being handled, I guess I, I would love to, I would love to be able to do that. But I think that that's that's what it's for me. I mean, I understand, where, I understand where you're coming from because when I'm in public or like if I'm if I'm out and I forget my phone at home, it feels weird like something might happen. Yeah, and I don't like have my you're phone. out of like, touch um, with the world, which yeah. is how it used to be all the time. And <laughs> Everyone survived. Yeah, you know, know. <laughs> like no one, no one died. Like you get this that is instant gratification of like, yeah, I know everyone's okay. I mean, as soon as I mean, like as early as 15 years ago, like we had, we could only yeah. get, get paged, and even then, we couldn't. You know, you had to, you had to get My a page. My mom still has her pager. Wow, like uh, I'm getting a beep right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> someone says someone spelled out hello. But upside yeah, like down. I, I had I had a moment where I was um I was at a um the voice taping and you're not allowed to bring your phone with you. Right. And I'm I was there for six hours without wow. my phone, just hanging out at Universal and I was just like, This is ridiculous. Wow. What if something what if um the set goes on fire? I can't right. call anybody or anything like that. So And how did your audition go? I did not sing. I was an what? audience member. Yeah. Oh, Next okay. year. Next year. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, thank you for those questions, man. Good question. Yeah, thank you yeah. very much. Appreciate it. Uh, so really quick, I want to get through these. We, we got to go, but um, this one's this. I don't know how I feel about this, but. I'm the one that found this article. I know. I just, I, yeah. you said it. I was like, what? But I, I'm, since we talked about Alexis, I'm, 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 I'm going to go back I and forth. I wonder what Kelia thinks. They're going to reboot Die Hard. They talk about rebooting Die Hard. Uh, they mean What's Die Hard? Die Hard, yes. Don't funny. do that. Don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> that. You know what Die Hard is. So Die Hard, uh, obviously, you know the, the, the wonderful franchise that started in 1987. Uh, one of my favorite all-time action movies. This is probably my top two or three. Get out of here. Die Hard 1? Man. Die, Die Hard 1 is, is, a, is a seminal movie for me. I'm not, I'm not sure if it holds you up. You just said of all time. Do you realize what you just said? Yeah. I mean, that's action. My, that's my, there's a lot of categories. Action, it's in my top three, uh, 100%. That's one of my wow. Die Hard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that's a stamp. Wow. You know, this, this, opens, wait, this opens up a whole nother interesting gate of conversation, which I wish I would have a conversation about because this is, this is, this is interesting. When I think about this when it, when it comes to Star Wars lately and everything else, how something makes a cultural imprint on you 
and you're and and as much as you you're feeling as much as that cultural imprint as it made on you as, as you are of the of, of the quality of what happened. For instance, Star Wars holds up, but you watch Star Wars now, you you, you see the seams of 1977 for of course, sure, of course. And, and the hairdos and the this right. and the that. And every time I try to show Star Wars to someone who's never seen it, like like an adult, right. who are like, oh, let me see this Star Wars. And I was like, man. Like, look at my man's head. Like, people start like seeing the scenes. I'm of like, course. no, it's Luke. My point is, like, there's there's movies that that have an impression on you, and you think about where they were at the time, and they stay there. And of course, you know, there's movies like The Matrix and other things that have come up, and a lot of action movies that have happened since 1987, a lot since 1987. But to me, like, so many of those movies are so derivative directly derivative of the things that you first saw, just like Star Wars, in Die Hard, that it's really hard not to keep Die Hard up there. I yep. feel the same way about Aliens, yep. James Cameron's Aliens, which is also 1987, which I, that's one of my- How do you feel about the next, they're, they're, they're filming the next one. Ali well, I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that because Neil Blomkamp who's yeah. doing it. But the, the last point, the more point that I make, and I just finished watching uh, The French Connection. Uh, which which is largely regarded as one of the great movies mm -hmm. of all time, and and largely the, the best chase scene in, in movies ever. And it's still, if you look, look any list, the best chase scene in movies. The French Connection is up there. That chase scene now, it's it's all right. There's been a thousand way better chase scenes since the French Connection, but for some reason, that's still at the top two. So it's it's such, so much about the cultural imprint that it makes on you. That's the argument I'm making. And Die Hard sticks there. And you're saying it's not even you're out on Die Hard. My out on Die Hard. I'm just reacting to the statement that you said it's top three of all time. action movies. Yep. Action movies. Yes. Yep. So be, so before agree. Rambo. Be, oh yeah. Be, before God. before Predator. Yes. 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 Fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but you like yeah, but you in 1987. You, where were you? You were like I in was the crib. Seven, year old, seven years old. Yeah. In the crib. So like hey, man, yeah. I Wait, wait. Yet, and I still liked all those movies. I'm not saying I don't like Bruce or right. Die Hard. Like, it's a great movie, but I'm not going to give it top three. No yeah. way. Like, I think that's a bit heavy. No, nah, but anyway, nah, whatever. You, 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 I, you're I, outnumbered. You're, you're way off face on that one, I think. Okay. Outnumbered. And, and next thing you're going to tell me, Die Hard 2 and 3 were just as good. No, 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 no. Die Hard 2 and 3 were not no. just as good. Hell no. They were, they were terrible. They were so, terrible. I mean, th three, 3 had its moments, but like, you know, 2 was, was terrible. Original Die Hard is the best. Die Hard is, Die Hard is and it still holds up. I, I've yep. seen that film probably 100 times, and it I still holds you, up. I told you that that's my Christmas movie. Every time Christmas rolls around, I have to play Die Hard. Die Hard's in my top 10 of all, maybe top 5 of Christmas movies. Hell yes. yeah. Maybe top Five. Maybe top three. It's no, in my it's top. The, it, no, it's the Die in my top movie. three. Maybe top two of action movies. Oh, boy, not even there. Anyway, I, we digress. The, they're rebooting it. They want to reboot it with a younger actor. Terrible they, move. The, the idea is not to continue yep. it in the future, but to go back to the seventies and have John McClane as a young cop in the seventies fighting crime. Like that's coming up. Uh, I like the idea of it th in theory, but my point is. Like the idea of like John McClane, the whole it's already getting goofy when that one thing happened to John McClane in 1987 in the Nakatomi Plaza. That's like wow, it's this crazy New York cop. He's in this un, he's in this crazy situation. What are the odds? And he's using all of his grit to get out of the situation. That's right. wonderful. When it happened again in the airport, like John McClane is a cop. He's not James Bond. Right. And then again in in in, 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 in New York, and then again how in, convenient. In Fort, how convenient. And then again, <laughs> so it's like he like he's not an agent of he's not a super he's not a secret agent. He's nah. a freaking New York cop. Right. You know now in the sixties. So my point is, what do we what what was he doing? Got it. What was he doing? 
you know, we, you know, in the 70s, that was so diehard. You know, they're going to have him doing some diehard shit in the 70s. The whole idea of this is crazy. More importantly, the whole idea of, like, taking these classic characters like Han Solo and focusing on a young Han Solo or Indiana Jones and a young Indiana Jones and a young Bruce Willis, I get it from a money standpoint, but it only if it makes sense. Like, there's some characters like James Bond that you wanted to see, okay, let's reboot, let's, 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 let's go forever. I'm not sure John McClane is one of those characters. Your thoughts, and we have to wrap. My thoughts are... As I look on my phone, I, I, I search about three different uh, three different sources, and Die Hard is not on anyone's list. <laughs> but that's my first thing. <laughs> and I will say that I've seen Predator and Rambo on a number of lists. Yeah, that, that's Lethal what, Weapon. I, I don't know what list you're talking it, about. Anyway, but... all action movies. But anyway, I think it's a terrible idea okay. for them to reboot this movie. Um, I don't think, like you said, like the, the 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 how the movie, how the how the story is structured, and the the character is not strong enough to be able to be able to be put in these situations so many times. Like it's just not believable. Right. And so for me, it's like okay, whatever. Like I rather yeah. I rather see a James Bond than yeah. than a Die Hard reboot. And I rather and as I've done, I rather see Bruce Willis in all these different situations. I don't even see John McClane. The last Die Hard was terrible. When, yeah, it's I, terrible. I, I, I'm a Die Hard guy. I haven't even seen it. It's terrible. I haven't even seen it because it was just hurting my heart. Don't do it. All right. Uh, the one with him and Justin Long uh, and 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 uh, and my boy from Justified was okay. It was a little too CGI heavy. Again, I don't know. It's just I just want the the, the what, yeah, whatever. John McTiernan, Die Hard, excellent, excellent film. Um, top two. <laughs> now it's top two. We don't have time to talk about Godzilla and some other stuff. We gotta get out of here. So um, top two. Uh, but. Uh, I'd like to hear what your top movie movie folks movie movies are action movies out there folks are. No, next week we bring in we bring in a top ten. Bring your top ten next I'll bring week. My top action. ten. Okay. Can I bring so mine? when you think yeah. about it, all three of us will bring our top yeah. ten. We we'll go head to head. We'll see On record, what. both of them said Die Hard was in our top three. It so is. I want to I want to see if that's the same next week. It, it might is. it might be number one. Uh, no, Lethal Weapon's number one. For oh me. God, Lethal <laughs> Weapon's Weapon great, but it's not my top ten action movies. Action comedy, baby. Where can the people find you, Alexis? <laughs> you can find me all over social media as Atorres890. Uh, Shine? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. And where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Periscope at Joe K. Braswell. Also on our sister network, After Buzz Television, doing the Blacklist uh, After Show. And that's all I got. We'll come in next week with some action movies. Um, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.